you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, everyone. This is your host, Susan Rosen. And today, my guest, sorry, um, is Stephen Abbey. And he has taken a novel approach to the health and wellness industry. And he's going to tell us all about today. Welcome, Stephen. Well, thanks for having me on, Susan. Uh, yeah, I've uh, been going down the, the health and wellness path for almost 30 years now and um, excited to be here and share it with you. Great, great. So tell me a little bit about your background and how you how you ended up well, doing what a, you're doing. To make a long story short, uh, born and raised in Santa Barbara, uh, was very typical in terms of belief systems about health. I went to University of Colorado and got a degree in economics and psychology, which, uh, which great to have, but I'm not really using. Um, but then while I was at school, I developed uh, all of these conditions. One of them is pretty serious psoriasis. I started having fibromyalgia. I had reactive hypoglycemia. And I was not doing well. I had weight issues and I was really struggling. And I was going to a whole bunch of um, doctors trying to just see, can this doctor help me? I'd be willing to wager some of your listeners can relate to that. Can this doctor oh, yeah. help me? Like, you know, I've heard about this person and I go over to them. And um, the bottom line is, is I just wasn't getting any results. So I decided to really start doing my own research. And at that time, it wasn't like we have the internet with all the studies available and all. So yeah. I was doing these really deep dives, but I started to get fascinated because not only was there information on a really amazing studies done on what I was dealing with personally that I was able to really undo, but I started to see the same thing for, I mean, fantastic studies on cancer, heart disease, diabetes, uh, hypertension, autoimmune conditions in general, osteoporosis, everything. And I just started to geek out on studies and go down this path of what can be done. And fast forward, I started working with uh, some naturopathic doctors. I started working Mm -hmm. with friends and then ended up being on the support team for several friends at the end of their life who were dying Uh from preventable diseases, and it was nearly impossible to get really good nutrition for them to support them. And and so uh, when uh, a really close friend of mine died, I was like, okay, so I'm going to go out and I'm going to create a product so that this is very easy that we can prevent these things to begin Mm -hmm. with. And then if somebody has something, they can take this as a really good base of nutrition and then just use nutraceuticals as well as pharmaceuticals if needed to target it. And so um, that was kind of the journey. And I, I launched in uh, uh, October of last year in 2022. And, um, but I've been doing the development for almost three years because it's been a Mm -hmm. long journey of development. So. 
Okay. Okay. So are you mostly online or? Yeah, I'm online in Santa Barbara. I do everything online and Uh I do presentations here and I Uh work with people that have certain conditions, but, Uh uh, um, but it's all currently online. It's going to be in some stores, um, but it's really made for the online market because there's just no margin in it, to be quite honest. It's just all whole foods and whole foods are expensive. And so there just can't be that much of a margin. So it doesn't really fit to go into stores that easily. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, it, it's, but um, you're better off online anyway, because you can, you can find a much larger, Yeah. you know, if you're in a store, you're, you're geographically limited. Yes, very much so. Well, yeah. it, it, but a lot of people here in Santa Barbara are starting to wow. know about this and starting to utilize it. So, but they you know, be uh, it would be good to have it in a, a few stores, and I'll do that. But that's not going to be the my focus. It's just yeah, it's I don't think that's going to. It's not really built because it requires so much information because it's such a different product than what's typically on the market. So it's, uh-huh. it requires a lot more information. Okay. Okay. So, so you said something interesting there. It's a much different product. So tell me, tell me what, what it is. That's tell me more about the product. Well, the, the product is, is, uh, is I'll say if you look on the market and mm-hmm. there are whole food products, but they're not comprehensive and they're comprehensive products, but they're not whole foods. So in other words, the nutrients that are, if you see it listed, it'll say ascorbic acid or calcium ascorbate. Mm-hmm. Or, or ascorbate or liposomal vitamin C, those are all synthetic nutrients. Um, and mm-hmm. so um, I'll give you an example of, of mm-hmm. what that means. So if you see ascorbic acid, that's the vitamin C from a lab, right? And all that all used to be manufactured in a lab in New Jersey or 90% of the world's supply. Mm-hmm. That's all moved over to China. Now 95% of the world's supply is manufactured in China. And okay. Main way that it's manufactured is you take high fructose corn syrup, you put it under incredible pressure, incredible heat, you do an acetone wash, and you neutralize it with hydrochloric acid. And in the end, you have a molecule that is chemically identical to what you find in nature. However, it has no vitamin activity on its own, right? It will not cure scurvy if you're dying of scurvy, which is the disease of lack of vitamin C. Um, and because vitamin C or ascorbic acid needs all the cofactors, it needs the bioflavonoids and all they're like mm-hmm. nine cofactors that it needs to actually have vitamin activity. And so when you make it in isolation like that, it doesn't have the same effect. So what is mine? Mine's based on uh, a blend of freeze-dried organic berries. Why freeze-dried? Yeah. Because they retain almost 90% of the nutrients. Oh, okay. from Whereas if you uh-huh. do an air-dried, they're put under a, a, a heating lamp as they're as, after they've been pulverized, and then they're turned uh-huh. into powder, right? But it destroys so much of the nutrition. Yeah, so well, it's like cooking them. They're essentially cooking them, and that's how they yeah. dry it. And it's a very inexpensive drying process. <clears throat> Freeze dried is much more expensive. So I pay almost three and a half times more than organic air dried berries and probably almost four and a half times more than conventional air dried berries. So it's just, it becomes very expensive, but for really whole food nutrition, that is what I've chosen to do. I'll give you another quick example. If you look at Mm -hmm. almost every product on the market, you'll see um, the iodine is from potassium iodine. So Mm -hmm. 
That's just a synthetic form of iodine. Very inexpensive, multiple places manufacturing, never going to have a supply chain issue, not going to have a taste issue. I, on the other hand, am getting a blend of three organic kelps from Iceland, far away from any industrial center that they blend it together and then they measure how much iodine is in there and they they standardize Uh, 3,000 parts. So I can get the exact dose of iodine that I want. That's very different energetically. So I, I've been talking about like all these things, but if you think about how how we normally get things in, mm-hmm. in nature and how we've always grown, the difference between a whole food thing like what I've just described, which is a green leafy vegetables full of, of uh, 72 trace minerals, but it just happens to have iodine. And that's a natural, gentle way of getting iodine as opposed to potassium iodide, which is just this really, this very blast. I mean, it's 76% iodine. I mean, it's just two molecules bound together and it's 76%, whereas mine is three tenths of 1%. So it's just totally different. Yeah. I have to use 256 times more to get the same amount of iodine. It's a very different. Mm. And then zinc, it's from a a guava leaf extract that's guava that's grown on unique soil with a high zinc content and it's extracted from there. <laughs> so it's just, they're very different. But if yeah. you don't do the synthetic route, this is the way you have to go. And it's, um, it becomes yeah. a, a very yeah. time consuming thing. That's why it took me uh, almost three and a half years to put this whole thing together. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So do you have to, not you specifically, human being, whatever. Um, so does one have, was ha- do you have to take less of it because it is more concentrated to get into uh, like the, the zinc around, and the, the you I'm sorry? Have to take less because it's less concentrated. And you, when you're using natural food products, mm-hmm. um, it's almost like ascorbic acid, which was the vitamin C people are mm-hmm. taking a thousand milligrams in I nature. Know. You don't need to take a thousand milligrams. So, I mean, I have, I think in my product, it's like 170% or 160% of the RDA. So that's about um, 150 milligrams, but that's natural, fully formed, ready to go vitamin C. It's Uh when you use ascorbic acid, it's almost like using it as a drug. It's used as a drug for anti-cancer where they inject Mm -hmm. it at like a hundred thousand percent of the RDA, right? I mean, it's just ginormous amount. And they actually inject many places that do this. They inject a plasma that's high in oxygen because what it does is create hydrogen peroxide on the site of the cancer cell. But now you're using it as a drug. You're not using this for your nutrition, vitamin C requirement, very different thing. So like to me, what I want to have is gentle nutrition that my body can choose what it needs and what it doesn't need and gently extract it all from things that, and this might sound airy fairy, but that have the energetics of coming from nature because everything mm. has vibrational frequency. I don't mean to go down that route, but truth is, is there's a difference. And um, mm. so to me, that's, that's why I created this product. I wanted it comprehensive. So it has things that are not on the RDA, like, two grams of, uh, of organic uh, mushrooms and with high beta glucan and low starch because mm. don't want too much of the substrate in there that what they grow the mushrooms on 
And um, but that's not a part of the RDA, but that is so critically important for your immune function. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it seems from everything that I've seen, it's yeah. just fantastic. The studies are off the chart with mushrooms. So having that in there, having a prebiotic, having a probiotic. So it was just a very, very different product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it sounds like it. It sounds like it. So is it something like other supplements that you can, that a customer, whoever can buy directly yeah. from you and not have to get a prescription or any of that kind of stuff. No, it's right? not a prescription item. It, it's just, it's uh and, and by the way, I haven't even said this, but it's really, it was designed. This first product was designed to be part of the smoothie um, because I didn't put any flavorings or sweeteners. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's, it doesn't taste horrible, but it's not like, it's not a McDonald's milkshake. Right. But what I, what I say on my website is participate in your own health. And if you make a healthy smoothie with it, like full of all these things, and I know it's kind of counteracting, like here's this very complete uh, product. But the truth is, it's really meant to fill in all the gaps of a smoothie. But if it, if somebody doesn't do a smoothie, it's still got the greens, it's still got the berries and everything like that. But that's mm. not your full day supply. That's a serving of it. But people should be eating a lot more than that. So a very simple way of doing that is you make a smoothie with a bunch of greens, with a bunch of berries, with a nut and seed butter, and, you know, put some stuff in there like that. And then you put in the product. And now all the things that are missing in a normal smoothie, I mean, normal smoothies don't have mushrooms. They don't have vitamin K2 at all. And vitamin K2 is critical for heart health and bone health. They don't have vitamin D. um, So, and that's critical for all sorts of things as, you know, all the research is coming out even in the mainstream. Um, yeah, vitamin B12, that's not normally in there. And, you know, and then the things that are very small amounts like selenium, zinc, chromium, things like that are now all being covered in, in a healthy whole food way. So you have whole foods on top of whole foods and I'm having these amazing results with people that are doing this consistently. So yeah, it's working out really well. Wow. That's great. That's great. Huh? So does your, does your website um have all of this information you know accessible and easily that's the right word um uh you mean is all taken in right there so somebody can do a deep dive yeah and they can reach out to me my passion right so i've been studying this stuff for years there's a whole bunch of information on the website but Uh is, is they reach out i'm happy to jump on a phone call zoom call whatever and go through it because again there's so much that can be done i've been working with cancer patients for all these years mm. and the one like i'll give you an example of cancer because uh-huh. it's such a scourge in this country and that has been one of the drivers for what had me create this but yeah. Cypress vegetable. There was a huge meta-analysis that just came out a few years ago. Mm. And they looked at all the studies on cruciferous vegetables. And mm. the authors at the end said, those people that have three to five servings a week of cruciferous vegetables, three to five servings a week compared to one serving or less, right? And they are going to have 30 to 40% less cancer on average across the board. But it can also be yeah. treatment. And if you're using it even more than that, you can have more. And anyway, it goes down. And if you're using broccoli sprouts, which have 10 to oh, yeah. times the 
this sulforaphane content, we have, I mean, I have just had so many people in my life develop cancer and I'm just like, we need to be like, like take my product out of it. I have three cruciferous vegetables, but if somebody really wants to um, avoid cancer, there are certain nutrients that they really want to get. Turmeric would be one of them. Another mm-hmm. one would be cruciferous vegetables, but specifically like uh, my girlfriend has had cancer in the past. And mm-hmm. so we grow broccoli sprouts and we put it in our smoothie. Uh, okay. And it's very simple. Um, and it's a super healthy thing to add. And it has to be uncooked because there's any venom. I won't go through the whole thing, but it has to be uncooked. Yeah. You add back some of the, the mirinase, which is the enzyme that triggers the whole mm. thing to create sulforaphane. So in any event, okay. but there's so many things that people can do. And I'm... I'm passionate about the idea of for people that are interested, let's avoid getting these diseases to begin with because it's, it's not that hard if doing it consistently in advance, it doesn't even have to be that big of a deal. So that was why I designed it as a smoothie additive. So people Mm -hmm. can really add it in. Oh, and one thing on that, the United States diet was broken down into components and 42% were fats and sugars, refined fats and sugars. 20% 20% uh-huh. were fine grains, 26% was meat and dairy, and then 12% were whole plant foods, right? But if you look at that, 42% fats and sugars and 20% grains, that's zero nutrition, essentially. You have plenty of calories, but zero nutrition. So almost two thirds of the of the, the calories were of really no nutrition. Meat and dairy has some pluses and minuses, but where that really... Uh, is important is the is the whole fruits i mean whole foods and that's 12 percent. so that is what's called the phytochemical index and there have now been all of these studies out of the university of tehran medical sciences university which is one of the most prestigious universities in that part of the world not of the world but in that part of the world yeah they've done a whole series of studies on the phytochemical index and they were looking at what percentage of the diet and how much does that, uh, that are whole foods and how much does that impact things? So their lowest 25% of their country is at 14%, right? So their lowest 25% is higher than our average. So that's unfortunate. But their highest 25% was averaging 42%. And they looked at these differences for all these different diseases over the last like 12, 15 years. And mm-hmm. for breast cancer. Uh, having the highest, the 42% compared to 14%, lowered it by 92%. So in other words, granted, these are small studies. So these are not massive studies, but they give an indication. So far, everything has been positive. So 92% reduction for breast cancer. It was a 91% reduction for prediabetes. It was a 66% reduction for, for obesity. It was a 62% reduction for depression. It was a 48% reduction for hypertension, et cetera, et cetera. Everything was positive. So what I try and do is make a smoothie in the morning. And it's about a 24 ounce smoothie. I know that's a lot. My body's built up to having that, but then it's, I'm like getting this amazing amount of nutrition. It's 25% of my calories for the day. I bet. And, and it's really healthy stuff. So I'm just trying to do it because I still want to live life. I've still, I don't always eat healthy but I want to have that base there to really, uh-huh. really have a strong base. So kind of rambled on there a little bit, but no, I, I- no, I loved it. I loved it. That was, that was great. No, I, I, 
I agree. It's um, yeah. I think I think part of it too, at least when I was growing up, right, with with vegetables and all of those kinds of things. You know, I mean, my mother used to cook the shit out of them. You know. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't. I didn't. I think that's why I didn't like them either because they were just so soft and so um but we know now that the longer you cook it the less you're going to get from them yeah but the, there's the a certain point you guys had at that time is the nutrition in the fruits and vegetables was yeah. substantially higher we are depleting the nutrition in our oh my fruits god yeah drastically and yeah. um they're so not I, even recognizable I bet your your uh, audience knows that as well, but it's it's really a shame. Like that, there's a way, and um, what is it? Uh, Steiner. What was uh, the secret of the soils? What is that? Uh, Rudolf Steiner, I think, was his name, and he he created this whole thing. This was back almost a hundred years ago about how to remineralize uh-huh. our soils, and he had this uh-huh. whole thing that he put together. And I was like, what an amazing thing! We could totally remineralize our soil. But there's just no political will and there's no financial will to do it. More importantly, yeah. 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 So I mean, we could completely revolutionize our 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 food chain and the health of Americans would go drastically up. Yeah. And the 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 which I'm sure there are a lot of people who wouldn't like this, but you know, the amount of money that has that has to go into medical services or medical support, right, would go way down because people wouldn't need it no no i mean the thing is is so if i showed you a picture of what my psoriasis looked like and what it it's gone now right so if i showed you like that's not supposed to happen and it's not supposed to happen with diabetes we're just giving okay we'll just give insulin we'll just you know and oh we might give metformin there are really good treatment protocols using nutraceuticals that are very effective. I mean, look at mm-hmm. if any of your listeners just look at berberine and the studies compared to metformin mm, yeah. found no difference in efficacy, right? And berberine has all these other things as well. I mean, it's just, that's just one. You talk about amla or Indian gooseberries, you talk about turmeric, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. They're just these amazing studies that if somebody wants to not have diabetes, and wants to treat it naturally, they can effectively yeah. treat it, especially if they're willing to do intermittent fasting, um, which is just eating during certain periods of the time for your listeners that don't know what that is. Right. Like starting at eight in the morning and ending at five in the afternoon. Like I know that's uh-huh. a tight window for some, but if you can do that, it drastically yeah. impacts it. Amen. I could go on and on in that. Well, that's good. It means you're knowledgeable in, in something that you're trying to communicate to people. Yeah. Well, well, that was a big one because our we have so much diabetes where it was it was almost unknown, uh, at, you know, a hundred and something years ago. And in 1958, it was less than one percent of the adult population. And as mm-hmm. of I think, three or four years ago, it was eleven point three percent. So it's just this drastic, uh, you know, and it's tracking with the obesity rates in this country. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, which which totally makes sense. I mean, there a lot of it is the same problem. It's what people are eating and how much and when and Well, it it goes down uh I I give a presentation on obesity, uh but mm-hmm. it's directly connected with diabetes, but there's mm-hmm. uh uh there are all these things that are happening 
that are throwing people off and they have, mm. it's not what we, I think what we see in the media uh, in terms of what's going on. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. So in 1890, they did a census on the obesity rates in the United States. It was mm-hmm. roughly 1890s and it was 1.07% of the United States of adults. But most of those were not truly obese people, though most of them were just really large people that were really mm. powerfully built and they might have a little bit okay. of, but, but fast forward to now it's 41.9%, right? So it's, that's, that's obesity, not overweight. Yes. It's a different yeah. Category. yeah. So we have this incredible movement in that direction. But if you look back in history, all the Kings, Queens and royalty, they were having these seven course meals at every meal and they weren't overweight. It was very rare to see them overweight. You had like King Henry VIII, Louis Le Gros or Louis the Fat. He, both of them were, I'll say, overweight. But it was so rare. I mean, if you look, most of them weren't because we're built to be in homostasis. So the only way to be off is if we're thrown off by something. So I'll give you an example of something that uh, where that's happened. And uh, so there was a study done um, that where they had Gauss meters where they were measuring the amount of Gausses or electromagnetic frequency that hit a woman during her pregnancy, right? Have you heard of this study? Uh-uh. So, and they me- they broke them into three groups, 1.5 Gausses or less, 1.5 to 2.5 and 2.5 or greater. And essentially the one in the, the higher number compared to the lower, when they followed those children out 12 years, the children in the higher group had sixfold the level of obesity compared to the ones in the lower group. And that's measuring something to something less. What would it be if it was something to nothing? Like we're talking about, we're, we're really, we're playing in areas that we don't know while at the same time, 5G is going up all over Santa Barbara and probably in your area too. Oh, already up. Yeah, totally. And it's impacting other things, but that's just one thing. Then you have BPA, which impacts, uh, what is it, uh, epinephrine, which is the diabetes and uh, obesity hormone. Um, uh-huh. and that one gets uh, lowered by in the presence of BPA. And so we have this epidemic of obesity and diabetes, and we have a thing that everybody that was tested in the study, they tested thousands of people, and there wasn't one person that they didn't detect BPA, and yet it lowers your um, hormone that causes diabetes and hormone, I mean, and uh, obesity. Mm-hmm. So we've got a okay. bunch. Of- so, so tell, tell us what BPA is. Um, well, BPA is in the lining of cans and uh, plastic bottles. Uh, and that. That's okay. why you see that's, they that's- all these BPA free because people now know yes. that it's got some real bad okay. side effects. And so they're trying to avoid it, but it's in okay. cans because it's, it's less expensive. Yeah. And if it doesn't list it, you don't know if it has it or not. And even if it mm-hmm. says BPA free, a lot of them have now alternative substances that are not great either. Yeah. So, yeah. I was just going to say that's usually, it's usually what happens. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's that a, they it's just not, find something else to, to do the same FDA. thing that's sometimes worse even than the other. Yeah. We need an FDA that's going to really look out for us. And they're just this revolving door with industry. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It, it makes it difficult as people on a path of trying to be as healthy as possible, which I can tell you're doing as well. It, mm-hmm. it becomes hard waters to navigate. You know, how do you yeah. avoid EMFs? 
I mean, it's not even on most people's minds. How do you avoid BPA? How do you avoid uh, pesticides? How do you avoid all? I mean, there's just, we're being barraged in all different ways. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, uh... Look back on lead and, uh, you know, in our fuel supply. Uh, I mean, <laughs> if you look back on that, you know, the average, what was it? It was 17 nanograms per milliliter was the average blood level of lead. Now it's under one. That's how big of a difference that made. So when people are worried about lead in uh, the, in all sorts of things, right? And they should be because lead is not a good thing, right? Mm-hmm. But our levels were on average over 17 times higher in the seventies than it are now. And uh, when looking at IQ levels, that would drop our whole nation's IQ by five points. <laughs> like it's, and increased all these diseases. So. Yeah. 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 Well, I think a lot of it was huge when they started having the lead free gasoline. Yeah. Well, you see it immediately start dropping off drastically once they did that. Yep. And, and you know the in europe they um they banned it um once they knew it was uh mm-hmm. a toxin and it took a long time here to figure that out yeah well i'm not sure i would put it exactly that way i think it just took a long time because it had it had to do with dollars <laughs> i agree with you that that is the reason why it took such a long time same yeah. with dt you know they i, yeah, I, I in my presentations i show these children eating lunch getting sprayed. Have you seen that uh, where they're getting uh-uh. sprayed on purpose to demonstrate that it's safe? Those uh-uh. children are still alive today. They didn't need to get sprayed with DDT. They were just demonstrating that it was safe on these children that were eating lunch. So they were eating it in, breathing it in. Oh my God. You can barely see the children because they're in this cloud. And um, those children, if they're still alive today, have that DDT in them. And it's directly connected with breast cancer. It's all sorts of other issues. So it's really, you know, we need to have a, a government or a, you know, an FDA that really protects us and have some outsiders uh, other than, you know, that are straight from the pharmaceutical or the, the um, food processing industry. Mm-hmm. This is true. This is true. But I'm not going to hold my breath no no so we've got to take care of ourselves at this point yeah well that's what we've all been doing for a long time Mm -hmm. i know so it's um yeah Hmm. okay so you have your website why don't you tell everybody what it is uh it's sosnutrients.com that's the best place to find out information on on it uh but again sos uh which stands for science of supplements and then sosnutrients.com just the word nutrients so yeah okay and i'll put it in the show notes okay so um although i don't know about i don't know about anybody else's podcast i find that most people don't even read the show notes they just listen or they watch and that's it yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay well sounds good well yeah yeah. I really appreciate you having me on today. Hey, this this has been this has been great. I'm always interested and open to um finding new and different places to get nutrients and you know, instead of I mean, I take a lot of supplements and I'm sure that they're probably not the the best, but they're the best I could find. What I do so often you when I do is, presentations is I ask people uh-huh. to bring their supplements and I just look at them and I go through them and, 
you know, a, a lot of times they're very good supplements. And if they are, I'll tell them, but if they are almost surely they're really targeted. They're like turmeric with black pepper or their amla or their black cumin seed or something like that. But once you, they get into like the B vitamins or, or, you know, some a bunch of the minerals or vitamin C, they're almost always synthetic, unfortunately. So again, yeah. that's why I chose to make this. Um, yeah. 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 There are some that used to be out there. I haven't seen much of them actually lately that were are a lot of them made from whole food, but um, it don't seem to be as, as common around as they used to be. Yeah. I don't, I don't know which ones you're referring to, but yeah, no, I, yeah. I've been, I've been looking at this for many years now and it's, it's an interesting yeah. thing to go down and see what people are coming out with. And, and I know the backstory since I've been doing such a, yeah, um, put this together. So I know why they're choosing because I know what things cost now. So <laughs> funny how that works, huh? Funny how that works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately for all of us. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on. It's been very enlightening. And I, I hope that everyone who listens to this can take at least a little bit of it and, and apply it in their own lives, if not able to um, get some of your products. And I will uh, close with my usual, which is that neither of us are doctors. This is not to be seen as medical advice. And I will be talking to everybody next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.